0: While it was this summer, and I don't know, maybe a little before summer, I, I learned the new, my new favorite term, revenge travel. All that travel that you had <laughs> uh, been wanting to do during COVID and put off, but boy, are we doing it. And everybody's flying and the airplanes are full and the airports are full. And this ought to be a great time to be Bob Jordan, the CEO of Southwest Airlines, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. As always, always appreciate it and always have a good time. Thank so, you.
0: So revenge travelers out there. I mean, it is it, it seems like it's been, really, really been busy.
1: You know, we hope we hope revenge travel turns into sustained revenge travel. <laughs> but uh it, it just means that during the pandemic, yeah, a lot of folks that, that uh, would normally have taken vacations, travel and they and they couldn't or they didn't, and you just have a pent up demand. We really saw it last summer from a domestic perspective. I mean, really saw it. It came back so quickly. It's still really strong out there. I mean, talk about that. It isn't quite as strong as last summer, but the domestic strength is, uh, it, it, the bookings are very strong. I think what you're seeing, not to speak for other carriers, but this year it's really showing up in long haul international Yeah. and, uh, you know, everybody hears that Europe is full of folks, those kinds of things. I mean, we don't serve those markets, but, uh, we're still seeing strong demand in domestic, though, as well.
0: Yeah, There seems to be a real, I was going to ask you about that, a real dichotomy, because the ones with lots of, you know, across the Atlantic and Pacific travel, the Deltas and Uniteds and, and Americans not only had decent numbers, but also they were projecting out pretty good. But you guys in Alaska and JetBlue and, and even some of the, the ultra low cost carriers seem to be warning about domestic travel going forward
1: you know it depends how you look at it uh, the if you just start with the second quarter we just had i mean we had record operating revenues we had record passengers carried ever we had record uh bags you know free bags we had record trips we had a uh, record new rapid awards members record engagement record spend on our cards so it was wow. a it was a great quarter and looking forward you know uh, it's still a forecast but we expect to have record operating revenues again i think the biggest difference is um, we're, we're looking to have a strong third quarter uh, but the revenue or the unit revenue guide was a little down from what was expected a lot of that is not demand is falling and at least for us so far what that really is is capacity is accelerating from the second quarter to the third quarter uh, more than normal by quite a bit and really that's just because you know we've all been short primarily pilots and so we have aircraft that aren't flying and we, we, uh, we'll get all those aircraft uh, back in the air by September, October. So we have more capacity coming online second to third, simply because we're now flying all of our aircraft.
0: Well, so this would job with some of the promotions I've seen. I guess it was yesterday I saw buy one, get the next for half off at, through traveling through September. And you all have usually kind of juiced the, had to sort of juice the business during that time when everybody goes back to school. But I don't know that I've ever seen you have a sale in august for travel in during spring break and, and it looked like that's what you that was the latest release that i saw
1: it is it's primarily into the fall but we uh, we we you know we have low fares consistently period that's our brand low cost low right. fares and uh and we it's not unusual for us to have a sale at this time of year at all what's unusual for we're trying for the first time this buy one get one and i think it'll be real successful you know just like I got, I got a brag. Speaking of sales, we had our big summer sale in June, which is pretty normal for us. Three days, every one of those three days set a record. It was our high. Each one of those were our highest booking day in the history of the company. So if if you're if you're, if you're doubting about demand, it's a little proof point there that we see it a lot because that sale was just so successful. But uh, no, it's not unusual for us for us to have a sale this period of time for September.
0: So this sounds like the old Southwest Airlines. They used to say our competition is the couch. We want to get people off the couch and 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 you know give them a, a reason to go out and and go someplace. I noticed that the the spring break travel a lot of it seems to be sort of international. Cabo San Lucas, San Juan, um, areas like that. So are you you're building up that that international travel?
1: Well, we just yeah, we we just opened our schedule, you know, for that period right. and, our, and 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 While it is, uh, you know, it's it's exciting to travel internationally and uh, love the destinations, international is still, you know, a small part of our business. It's sub-5%. But, of course, you know, you look into spring break and those travel periods, people are going to typically, yeah, they're they're going to Hawaii, they're going to uh, the Caribbean, they're going to Orlando and Las Vegas, places like that.
0: I saw a story that um, at least the pilot's, have been, I guess, the, through the arbitration board, have to put off any talk of a strike for right now. And the, the negotiations continue there?
1: They do, and the uh, the mediation process is well-defined, and uh, while our, our swap of folks, we love our pilots, they took a strike authorization vote, that does not mean there's a strike. There are all kinds of steps uh, declaring an impasse and, and a cooling off period, and we are, we are nowhere close to that, nowhere close to that at all. So there's not a risk of a strike, certainly not now. Uh, main thing is uh, we're continuing to, to negotiate uh, very vigorously. Uh, we're meeting nearly every week. Uh, we are in mediation and I'm very hopeful there's progress but it's com- it's complex you know I think you saw other carriers have been wrapping up their deals right and I'm very uh, I'm very hopeful that uh, we'll we'll see some progress and move along here but no, we love our pilots we've been getting obviously if we're if we're flying all of our fleet we've been getting uh, we've, we've not had any trouble getting pilots that are coming to Southwest Airlines as always uh, but uh, uh, it's it's I'm just really really pleased that we're able to get all of our fleet, you know, back in the air in the September October time timeframe, uh, which is actually ahead of schedule.
0: And and tell me about the fleet because that's been the that's the other variable. I mean, labor is a major expense, and then the other is fuel. And the better, the better you, the faster you can move toward a newer fleet, more fuel efficient fleet, the your cost of doing business drops. Are you taking delivery now of the planes oh, yeah, that have been, been put off?
1: Absolutely. We we've been we've got a really obviously we've got a great partner in Boeing. And uh, they've suffered supply chain issues and other just yeah. like everybody else. So we, we did not get all of our deliveries last year. And so we've taken our, our delivery planning down a bit this year just to make sure that if, if, if we are counting on it, we're going to get that delivery. Boeing's doing a good job here. And we're taking all right now, taking all max eights, which were, you know, which are roughly 14 percent or so. Uh, uh, better in terms of fuel efficiency and cost than the jets that they're replacing, so that's terrific. Everybody wants to talk about the Max Seven, which Boeing still has uh, uh, in certification. We think we'll get certification there, uh, roughly December or January, which would put that jet into our fleet probably third quarter of next year. But if we don't, what we've been doing, if we don't take a Max Seven, uh, we're working with Boeing and we'll just take a Max Eight. So. Our upgrading of the fleet to more fuel-efficient jets, uh, more cost-effective jets, newer jets for our customers—that uh, continues.
0: Well, and more capacity too, I guess, with these.
1: It is. They—they are larger, so the uh, you know 175 seats on a Max Eight. We're eager to get the Max Seven. Uh, that's a 150 seater. You know, there are routes that it just makes more sense on than the Eight, and it does have a you know does have a range benefit. Uh, but they're both, uh, you know, they're, they're just both terrific aircraft.
0: Well, we've watched you grow, obviously, adding Hawaii. We've talked about Cabo San Lucas and San Juan and down through Mexico. Is that, an, is that the next big, is that continuing to be the next big area of growth for you?
1: We added, you know, there were, were airlines did a lot of different things during the pandemic, we chose to use the pandemic uh, obviously we managed our costs and we, we, uh, we offered early retirement, all the things that everybody did, but we also used the pandemic to kind of spread out in the network, uh, to go basically in search of new revenue. So we added 18 cities right. during the pandemic, yeah. which, uh, which was very unusual and most were closing cities. And, uh, those are all maturing. They're on track. Uh, and, uh, I think our focus right now really is in maturing Hawaii, maturing the 18 cities. And while we've got, it's a real strong, real real important distinction, while we'll have all the jets flying and our network, quote, restored to pre-pandemic, it's not optimized. So we're doing a lot of work in the first quarter next year to just get the capacity into the right day of the week. We're trimming some of our early and late flights. Uh, making some tweaks to make the network more efficient. So you, you'll see it's focused on that more than you will, you know, opening a pile of new cities because we really pulled a lot forward when we opened those 18 during the pandemic.
0: And operationally, so you're talking about that is 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 working on the operations. I mean, everybody keeps bringing up what happened during yep. the holidays last year, and you don't want a repeat of that. But some of that, I mean, it's suggested at the time there there was a fundamental change of a point-to-point carrier versus a hub-and-spoke. that you historically have been a point-to-point and that maybe had you been a hub-and-spoke like some of the other major carriers, it wouldn't have happened. Is that an evolution that's going to take place?
1: Now, there's no evidence that that had anything to do with our December issue. It was really a severe weather issue that then became a crew issue for us, being able to get crews into the network. And just by the way, our teams have just been fantastic. That was awful for our customers, absolutely. So we cannot and will not see a repeat of that and our teams have gone to work on winter preparedness and staffing and we we have made some technology improvements even though it wasn't a technology event so i feel really good about this winter we're going to operate really well and just to brag we had a terrific operation in the second quarter we had our best completion factor that is did we get customers to their destination we had our uh, best completion factor in a decade and uh so we just had just a really really uh, strong operation
0: so now we just got we've got to get uh, the the citizens of north texas onto some of your international destinations and you can't do that at a love field and so you're constrained there until what till 25? 20, 25? 25 25 yeah you could go to yeah, the-
1: the, the, yeah the constraint really is we can't go to another airport effectively till 2025 and then the uh the, pro, the prohibition against international out of Love Field stays beyond.
0: Right. So then we could look at um, maybe a big announcement coming in in advance of 2025.
1: They <laughs> were you know what the uh, we're, Dallas is our home. We are going to serve the Metroplex and everybody knows we're constrained at Love Field. We love Love Field, but we're constrained. And, uh, we're always looking. Uh, we, I've, I've been very open that we are interested in, uh, uh you know, in, in, in in a, in, a, in a, maybe a modest number of gates at DFW. Again, we can't do that till 2025, but, um, both DFW and other area airports. Uh, will continue to work there because uh, we 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 need to serve the Metroplex. Well
0: maybe McKinney can have that referendum again on there. We'll see. Bob Jordan is the uh, CEO of Southwest Airlines. Looks like a like I say, it's gonna been a gangbuster summer, and we, we wish you a successful fall.
1: David, appreciate the time and remember buy one, get one free.
0: <laughs> sounds like it sounds good to me. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO of David Johnson. News Radio today KRLD.